We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hello, friend. What's up? Welcome back to the Positively Real Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I am so happy you are here today. Let's check in. If you haven't done so yet today, drop into your body and check in with how you're feeling. Maybe you're feeling tired, excited, bored. Maybe you're feeling motivated, frustrated. Whatever you're feeling, just acknowledge it. It's neither bad nor good. It's just an emotion. So just acknowledge the vibration you're experiencing right now as you check in. So today's episode, I want to dive into a topic that I think we all struggle with from time to time and what to do about it. So lately, I have had a lot of thoughts that have created the vibration of worry. So I want to dive into this because I know I'm not the only one that experiences worry and some of us experience it more than others. And this, what you can do about it can help no matter what side of the spectrum you are on. I saw this quote the other day that really sums up worrying. Worrying works 90% of the things I worry about never happens. So if we worry all the time, it works because the thing we're worrying about doesn't end up happening. We all worry, right? We all worry at one point or another. I think all of us has dealt with some level of anxiety and worry. Now, this is important to know because if you consider yourself a chronic worrier, nothing has gone wrong. You just have a human brain. So I think sometimes we mistaken the anxiety we feel and fear. We think they're the same thing, but fear is what we feel in the moment when our life is being threatened, right? Like fear makes a lot of sense. Like when we're actually feeling fear, it's a level of survival. Now, the thing about anxiety or worry is the anticipation of said event. So our brains start asking what if too many times. And the thing about asking questions, our brain loves to come up with an answer. And typically it's answers we don't like. But the thing is, we don't know the future. And that what if may not even happen. And even if you could find a solution, you're not even sure it would work because you can't see into the future and you don't have a magical crystal ball. So anxiety is like problem solving, but without the solving part. So it's just a problem. So we are, we have like 50 to 60,000 thoughts a day. And most of us are lost in our thoughts and especially negative ones. And the problem with that is we're missing out on the world around us. So I like to think of like chronic worrying, like being on your phone all the time, but the screen is showing a horror movie when you're the main character. So even if 
all of your worries aren't that bad. If you're focused on them, you're not focused on your life and what's happening in the present moment. This is can be problematic because we end up missing out on potentially a lot of magical moments and we're giving the people in our life only a little bit of our attention. Real life becomes background noise because we get so focused on the endless horror film that is our chronic worrying. So when we get into a place of worrying, we try to push the worries out of our head. And this is problematic because in order to be aware of something, we have to understand where and why it's there. So pushing away the thoughts doesn't actually help because they end up coming back like a big old tidal wave and that tidal wave hits a wall and let's just say it gets a little dicey. Does that make sense? When we have thoughts that create worry, they tend to be a little bit sticky. So what I mean by that are a lot of our thoughts, we, they're just coming and going, but the worrying thoughts are sticky and we hold on to them. So we get stuck with them as they enter our mind and then we have difficulty separating ourselves from those thoughts. And this is important to know because you hear me talk about this quite a bit, but you are not your thoughts and you are not your emotions. And it's important to understand that separation because you are the watcher. You're the observer of your thoughts. And when you can assume that place as the watcher, that's where all of your power is. And you don't live in a place of chronic worry and anxiety. So a lot of times we hear, don't worry, be happy. Just think happy thoughts. Everything's going to be okay. And, you know, that might temporarily work, but if you are a chronic worrier, it's going to take a little bit more than just don't worry, be happy. So one of the best ways to manage your chronic worry and anxiety is by practicing mindfulness. I mean, I doubt you're surprised by this, but mindfulness is the answer to 90% of our problems. So when we are practicing being mindful, and I use the word practice because it is a practice. It's nothing that we master because as soon as we stop practicing it, we fall back into those old patterns of thinking. So if you want to practice being more mindful, we have to lean into acceptance paying attention on purpose, and labeling. So when you push back against your worries, they get stronger. So it's important to accept their presence because they're already there. You got to acknowledge it. You don't have to accept that the worry, like the outcome of whatever you're worrying about is, is your path, but you can just accept that the worries are here and you can stop trying to avoid them or push them away because that takes up even more mental energy. So when I say accept, it doesn't mean give up or surrender or even enjoy the experience. I just mean stop the struggle of trying to run away or escape from your experience and allow your thoughts to be what they are. You can accept something and still work on changing it. In fact, that's the number one thing you got to do. It's first step. To successfully change something in your life, 
We have to accept it first. So we go from acceptance into attention. When you find yourself worrying, notice, where is my attention right now? So if you are laser focused, beamed in on all those awful future possibilities that may not even occur, your attention is not here in the present. And when I mean here, I mean the world around you. We live in this magical world and we miss out because we get stuck in this land of worrying. And the interesting thing is the thing that we're worrying about, the result that we're worrying about happening is already happening in our mind. And so it's taking us away from the experience. We're not allowing ourselves to fully be present because we're worried about something happening. But as a result, that's what's coming true. Does that make sense? It's kind of trippy, but that's exactly what happens. And that's what I was experiencing last week. So to get out of your thoughts and focus on the world around you is understanding that all of those what ifs are not real. The people around you are real. That's what's real, what's going on right now. Take a look around in your space, wherever you're listening to this episode, that's what's real. So when you acknowledge that you're not your thoughts, you are the watcher of your not thoughts, then you get to give yourself space between the worry. Now, this is important to know because we use language a lot all day long. And the language that we use, the way that we speak to ourselves and about ourselves is the most powerful. So there is a huge difference between saying my arm is broken and I am broken, or I feel anxious or I am anxious. This is very important because by assuming I am, that means that you think that you are your thoughts and your emotions. But by saying I feel or I feel, think, now you are separating yourself from your emotions. So when a worry pops up, the next thing for you to do is label it as, oh, a worrying thought. It's not you. That's the best news. It's not you. So you don't have to identify with it and let it take over. It's just labeling. Hey, that's a worrying thought. That's an unhelpful thought, right? That's an anxious thought. Do you understand how incredibly powerful that is to acknowledge and recognize that? The reason that I think us human beings get so attached and caught up in our worrying and our thinking is that we actually think the thoughts are true. So when we can just recognize that they're not true and they're just simply thoughts, which are sentences in our mind and they're optional, that is where the worrying and the anxiety starts to dissipate. So when you label a thought as just a thought, you keep yourself away from buying into your thoughts or responding or acting as if they were true. So the way to do this is truly through mindfulness. When you're mindful and you're aware, you know that you're not your thinking. So you allow your worries to be like a cloud passing through the sky, right? You can't change the type of clouds that are in the sky, but they're forever moving and evolving. But if you're laying out and you want to catch some sunshine and a cloud rolls through and covers the sun, you can't change it. You can accept that it's there and eventually that cloud will move. You don't have to give it all of your attention. So you can redirect your focus from your internal thoughts to the world around you. If you're laying outside, you can notice the sound of 
the wind or notice how it feels to be laying on a recliner or maybe you're laying on the ground or maybe you're laying in the grass. Just notice all the sensations that is practicing mindfulness. And that helps you give your world your full undivided attention. And all of a sudden that worry is no longer taking over your life in that moment. And it's not to say that this practice of mindfulness isn't going to cure worrisome thoughts. Like that is not what I'm saying because they're just a part of being a human. Those thoughts are just trying to keep us safe at the end of the day. But when those worrisome thoughts decide to rear their ugly little heads, all you got to do is label it. They're not you. They're just thoughts. And then once again, redirect your attention to the world around you. With practice, your mindfulness powers will grow. So one of the things that will be super helpful is making a list of common thoughts that you have when you feel worried. And it's important to drop into your body because our bodies are incredibly smart. And so if we're feeling a certain vibration before we recognize the thought, that's your cue to write it all out. And when you can recognize the emotion that is present and the thought that's creating worry, write down the actions that you take when you're feeling worried. Maybe it's procrastination. Maybe it's scrolling through Instagram. Maybe it's online shopping. Maybe it's, you know, (laughs) the list of things that we do to avoid what we're experiencing. So in the beginning, it might seem like it takes a little bit of front end work, but honestly, this practice is something that could benefit you forever, not just in the beginning where you're trying to overcome worry and anxiety. This practice done daily can be completely transformational right? Like I know that we just want to turn off our brains and that's why we watch mindless TV and we scroll through Instagram, but all that's doing is avoiding the emotion. And quite honestly, avoiding the emotion makes things worse. It's honestly, I think the worst thing that we can do. So wanting to stay away from anything that reminds you of what you're worrying is understandable and natural. And I get that. And especially if you're in a place of healing, it's easier to stay away from the thing, right? The trigger. But this can become problematic because if you have anxiety and you're avoiding your emotions and you're distracting yourself, it is like a Band-Aid. You'll never actually get to the root and it will continue to control your life, especially subconsciously. The reason we cannot avoid our emotions is number one, our emotions cannot hurt us. They are just a vibration and we think that they can hurt us, but they can't. So the reason why we need to not avoid our emotions is because we have to prove our worries wrong. So if you avoid triggers, it's just going to keep the anxieties alive. And when you worry and you see that your concerns were silly over time, the worrying, the thoughts that create the worry start to go away. But if you keep avoiding it, you're training yourself to believe that these things are something to be afraid of. And we just reinforce that thought and the worry, the anxiety gets stronger and stronger. Now, having the urge to avoid is totally normal. We all do this. And we have to understand that if we open up to 
the the thing, it actually is an opportunity to take away the power of your worries. It's a chance to practice mindfulness. You can shift your focus away from your thoughts and get back into the present moment in the present world. So avoiding is the number of one thing that we want to not do. The number one thing that we want to do, and I mentioned this a little bit earlier, is identify. The most important thing about identifying is being able to recognize the thoughts that are creating the worry better and quicker. So if you get in this practice of identifying, when an intrusive thought comes in, you'll be able to identify it. You'll recognize the body sensation, the action impulses, and then you can take a different course of action. So a lot of times if we're feeling worried and we're like, I don't know why I'm feeling worried, that's your cue. Okay, what was I just thinking? Let me go through my thoughts. Let me write down my thoughts. And then you're able to identify them. I mean, I know that I have experienced this before, but have you ever like reflected back on a time where you were extremely anxious and worrying about the future? And then you look back on that moment and you're like, wow, why was I freaking out so much? Right? Or like, I that was so silly. That probably happens 90% of the time. The thing that we were worrying about the most doesn't even happen. And then we realize how much time and energy that we have spent worrying about that said thing. So when you know what to look for and you can identify it, you are in control. And then you can take a course of action to cope with it. So this is so important because a lot of times we feel like we don't have any control and that's what's creating most of the worry. Now, the truth is, especially after a year like 2020, we recognized that we really don't have a ton of control of the outer world. Actually, we don't have any control of what happens in the world. What we do have control over is how we think about those circumstances and what we want to do about them. But the only way that we can fully be in control is to manage our thoughts around it. Like that is it. And obviously it sounds easier than done, but if you take this practice of mindfulness, you take the time to write down your thought patterns, you're able to identify them, you don't avoid them, that worrying will not have so much power over you. The thing that I have found the most helpful lately in the worrying experience that I had, especially last week, and this is what happens often. We want something so badly and we get that thing and we're so excited, but then all of a sudden in come those creepy little worry thoughts and definitely used to have the tendency to push them away. But through this work and my own coaching practice and working with coaches of my own, I was able to really sit with the worry. And I recognize the thing that I was really worried about is a possibility. And that's across the board. The possibility of whatever you're freaking out about is possible. Like, of course it's possible, but so is the opposite. And it just depends on which one you want to lean into, right? Like which, which, which thought is going to create an emotion and an action and a result that you want, right? So the first thing that I did last week was I just, I recognized, I'm like, yes, this is very possible. Like this could happen, the thing that I was worried about. But then on the other side, I was like, but what's true right now? And the thing that I wanted, 
was true. And anytime that I have found myself worrying since, I just drop in and I ask myself, what's true right now? And I look around and what's true is that I'm alive. The thing that I want is here and I want to fully experience it and not live walking on eggshells, just waiting for the next shoe to drop because there's always going to be something. And a lot of times it can feel really irrational. I want to leave you with that practice of dropping in and asking yourself if you find yourself worrying, you know, and you're separating yourself from the thoughts and you realize you're not your thinking, but you're still feeling the worrying sensation, the vibration in your body, just asking yourself, what is true right now? Now, we know that anxiety about the future, that's a normal part of life. Our brains are wired to worry, you know cave dwelling ancestors didn't worry <laughs> and there was a predator, we would not be here. We would not have evolved as a species, right? So it's important to know that worrying is not a bad thing. Nothing has gone wrong, but those what ifs when they are persistent and they run rampant and we attach them to every possible outcome, that creates a lot of problems not just mentally, but also can manifest in physical problems. We can lose sleep. We can get headaches, stomach problems. You freaking name it. And because this is a part of life, we just have to learn how to manage our thoughts. So I think it's important to know that if you experience a lot of anxiety and worry lately or in the past, that nothing has gone wrong. And just with these simple practices and simple questions, you can take your power back and not live in a constant state of fear. Sean Aker, one of my favorite authors and who kind of was like a big influence in me diving into this world, he wrote in his book, The Happiness Advantage, one of my favorite books. If you haven't listened or read it, please, I recommend 10 out of 10 checking it out. But he says, adversities, no matter what they are, simply don't hit us as hard as we think they will. Our fear of consequences is always worse than the consequences themselves. So if you're stuck in worry, take a little bit of time to identify your thoughts, give yourself some space between them, recognize them, acknowledge them, give them your attention, accept that they are there. Don't resist them. Don't avoid them. And watch how that worry doesn't control your day-to-day life. By simply watching our mind, we will be able to feel more at ease with our feelings. And over time, we will discover that we can be un- phase by the things that used to cause so much worry in us. So practice mindfulness, help yourself rewire your thinking by asking positive questions so you can break the worry cycle. The last thing that I want to add is if you are really stuck in a cycle of chronic worry and anxiety, that there are so many resources out there to help. There are tons of talk therapy that you can do from the comfort of your home and something else that a lot of people might not realize. And I didn't realize that 
my health insurance had this benefit either, but with telehealth and you can check with your insurance, they have mental health resources as well. So if you are stuck in a negative cycle of thinking and you really can't get out of it and you know that you're not your thoughts and you know these things, but you're really stuck and mindfulness is just not working and the anxiety is just all consuming, know that there are resources and it's amazing to have that at your fingertips and that there's nothing wrong with asking for help. So I just want to leave you with that because if you're like, yeah, I've tried this and I'm still stuck, you know, obviously you can reach out to me, but as you know, I am not a therapist. I help you manage your thoughts, but if you cannot get past them, then therapy is such a great option. So make sure that you check out the show notes if you are looking for a resource. All right, my friend, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If it resonated with you, send me a message, share it on the gram, leave a review, whatever you got to do to help spread this message. I appreciate you so, so, so much. And if you are stuck in a cycle of worry or anxiety, I got you. Send me a message. I don't have any coaching spots available for June, but I am starting a wait list for clients to start in July. So if you are curious about how I can help you manage your mind and manage your worrying, I got you. Let's hop on a call. I would love to chat with you. Okay, my friend, I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week. Remember to love yourself, own your happiness, and let your light shine because you're so worthy of it, my friend. 